High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. But here's another great American song for the 4th of July. Peter, Paul and Mary, where have all the flowers gone? Where have all the flowers gone? Long time passing. Where have all the flowers gone? Long time ago. Well, this was, of course, really one sort of the early protest songs when I was a protester and a far-left liberal and all that sort of stuff. And I just love Peter, Paul and Mary. Um, to all our American friends, cousins and relatives, happy 4th of July. So where better to go on Travel Tuesday with Barry Kenny than America? The USA, and as we celebrate their history, we go to a city that has precious little history whatsoever, uh, Las Vegas. It's just great history, not very pleasant. (laughs) Well, it was only established as a city in 1905, and of course it was founded by the railroad. The Union Pacific Railroad was being developed, bought up parcels of land, and that established it as a city, and, you know, tunnels along. 1931 was the big year for Vegas. That's now, the big just, year Just the Union Pacific Railroad, mm. this is where they're connecting east and west coast. Yes, absolutely. And and the the, uh, the Chinese and the Irish and everything are laying the track. And the, the Las Vegas, which means the meadows, is a oh. basin in the floor of the Mojave Desert. And, of course, anybody who's approached it by road at any stage will see that. The railway still goes through it, but you can't actually board the service because it's freight only. Uh, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, It literally, the back of the strip, you can see the trains going on. But then, 1930-odd, we have a very interesting guy, have we? Is this where you're going? Well, we have the fact that Nevada legalised casino gambling and it also reduced residency requirements for divorce to six weeks and this (laughs) establishes the boom. Uh, Your construction on the Hoover Dam and the influx of construction workers and their families basically ensured there was employment during the Great Depression and set it on its way. Um, and you're thinking of mobsters, are you? Yeah. Yes, right, <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll get to that. But it is now a city that is absolutely built on being an adult playground. And it may have the odd time flirted with wider family entertainment, but it comes back to its base roots uh, <laughs> as much as it can. 600,000 people live in the city. 42 million people visit Las Vegas every year. It is an extraordinary, it is home to six of the ten biggest hotels on the planet. Uh, with the Venetian Palazzo complex being its biggest. I've been there a few times Mm, and I've never put... Uh, uh, a coin in a machine. That is an achievement. Um, never. Self-control. <laughs> I've never, just curiosity, not even just... No, no. I never did that. But uh, the the thing about um, Las Vegas, mm. like the hotels are extraordinary. extraordinary. Yes. The whole place is just incredible. But it's adult. There's no, I couldn't imagine going there with your children, although I'm sure people do. But do. I mean, absolutely. And I mean, it's conferences as well. I think Treasure Island in the 90s, particularly, tried to push this family hotel 
uh, type uh, experience and they had the Treasure Island Pirate Show out front but within a few years that had changed into the scantily clad pirate show out front <laughs> and now it's been done away with altogether. But but you're trying to sell people to go there. Mm. This is the travel show I would yes. remind you. Now a lot of people think it's sleazy or tacky but to my mind it can be classy and refined. Uh, basically you choose your own position on Las Vegas's spectrum and you wallow in it. People say you should go for three nights because that's as much as you can take. I went one year for seven nights and I went back the following for eight. That's how much <laughs> I I enjoy Las Vegas. It from the moment you land, it assaults your senses. McCarran Airport is right behind the strip. So you literally as you're landing day or night, you're gonna see these icons of the Las Vegas strip that you've seen on and, television. And the and taxi drivers the have a sign which says, This is Las Vegas. Remember that when you tip. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can remember taking an absolute hammering from a taxi driver simply through geographic ignorance, uh, <laughs> coming out of one hotel, asking for a, a cab, cab to the other, not realizing they were effectively next door, giving him $2 on top of his $5 fare, <laughs> thinking I was being extraordinarily generous. <laughs> and he almost chased me into the hotel reception. Uh, you do have to tip. I mean, this is. Is everybody you meet is basically living off these. Step off the plane. First thing you hear in the airport terminal, the slot machines. Yeah. That ding, ding, ding is going to be the soundtrack to your stay right through this. But the strip itself is, I suppose, it's heights what people know. Just over four miles from the Mandalay Bay in the south to the stratosphere in the north. Although... I've stayed in the stratosphere. You don't want to be going up there unless you're a roller coaster fan. Uh, they have the roller coaster twisting around the top of the needle at the top, and they also have one of these machines that shoots you way up in the sky. Really? If, yes. The, the thing about it uh, is, from the, the like gambling is everything. Mm. They have they have these kind of Samaritans, you know, when right. you spend all your money, yes. okay, and you go to the Samaritan and they'll take your car. So mm. you can give them your car and they'll give you more money. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that's type of Samaritan, right? To continue the flow of income yeah, to the hotel. Yeah, so they yeah. take people's cars and people's homes and, and it all can be done quite conveniently yes. at the Samaritan day. Well, right. well, they also, of course, have accounts and people are shopping and the amount of money. The only thing I'll say is it is quite democratic in... If you're there and you literally want to experience it by putting one coin in the machine, you put one coin in the machine. And you have the high rollers end of things as well. And you have $10,000 minimums uh, at the tables also. But even before you get inside the casinos, I think a walk along the strip and bring water because it's hot and it's dry there. Don't forget, you are in the desert. Um, You're seeing the world from the Luxor pyramids to the New York, New York Statue of Liberty, Paris Eiffel Tower. I mean, it's extraordinary. Did you, when you were there, did you go and see Frank Sinatra or anything like that? That that would have been a little bit before. The only time I had an opportunity to see Frank Sinatra was when he came to Lansdowne Road. I didn't go to that. Did you go to any show? I went to Tom Jones. All right. And this is a great thing about Vegas is that these residencies, and we'll, we'll come to shows in more detail, But right now, you have Britney Spears in residency. You have the who, the who of all people in residency, J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. But Tom Jones was there and they tend to be these little intimate theatres, 800 seats, table service for your drinks and Tom Jones putting on the type of show that only Tom Jones can. An absolutely amazing performer. Actually, he became a little bit of a, and I'll go on on a side note here, Obviously, a lot of Irish people are going to be heading over at the end of August for the McGregor Mayweather farce, right? Um, Fight night in Las Vegas. 
I've been to two of them. Have uh, you? Yeah. They are Barry McGuigan lost his title there. Barry McGuigan out in Caesars uh, Car Park, I think it was. Yeah. It was something like third. There was three world title fights in the bill that night. And Barry was in the baking heat. It was Steve Cruz, was it? No, I don't know. Right. Anyway, um, fight night brings all the stars out. And Does suddenly it? you will find yourself sitting, not quite at ringside, but sitting with Jack Nicholson over there, with Stallone there, with... Whitney Houston was at the fight Jay-Z was at the fight every generation George was catered for at this I was watching the fight Mrs. Kenny of the binoculars (laughs) picking out the stars or indeed uh, walking by as well and the stars of boxing Mike Tyson uh, down Lennox Lewis all there but pay attention to what's going on because right after the Pacquiao-Hatton fight for example in 2009 three hours later Manny Pacquiao just having won the fight is playing on stage with his band in the Mandalay Bay Hotel. There are after-fight parties. I rub... uh, Tom Jones comes back again. Joe Calzaghe's after-fight party in 2008. Tom Jones and Catherine Zeta-Jones in this small little bar. Don't ask me how we managed to get into it. But we got into it. Hold on now, Barry Kenny. Like, this is a very expensive place, though. It can be. It can also be... Great. I mean, well, like, if you're I, disciplined. All right. Can I give you a few bits of advice? Okay. Right. When you check in, mm. right, say something at reception like, I don't want a television. Okay. Right? right. And they'll have a few rooms like that don't have a television or television's broken or whatever. Right. You get a monumental discount. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the $50 handshake you were going to talk no, about. No, but. Well, I don't know about that one. We'll come to that in a minute. The only thing is, it's true there aren't any clocks. Mm, In the casino. On the casino floors, there are no clocks, no windows to let you see outside. Whether it's dark or light. But the only thing is that, so to serve breakfast Mm -hmm. 24-7, I went there, I have to say, for two things. One, the culinary experience. Right. Like, I actually like the breakfast and okay. going to different restaurants and I like that. Second thing is, there's a great rugby sevens tournament in Las oh, Vegas. Right. Okay. And they play at night because, of course, you couldn't play during the day. day. Yes, exactly. So I was there for that. And actually from a sports, because it really hasn't been a sports town bar the boxing itself and the UFC now. But the, there's an NFL team. I think Oakland are moving to Las Vegas in 2020. Oakland? Yeah, yeah. You know the way they take these franchises yeah. in yeah. the US and they, and they move yeah. them. But they're there. And there's an ice hockey team there now as well. The sports books in the casinos. Don't forget, you're playing at the casinos. Let's say you're playing at the slot machines. Let's say you're playing roulette, yeah. poker. The sports books, which are effectively where you bet on your sports. You're sitting there... <laughs> Casually flicking at the at the tab to see will I bet or won't I bet, and the free drinks start to come. Yeah, this is the home. The casinos are the homes of. They want you with the drink in hand because they want to keep you there and they want to engage free you and get in, you yeah. and get you spending your money. Um, there are ways to live inexpensively. You mentioned the food. Michelin don't visit Las Vegas anymore. I hadn't realised this. Michelin only visits certain places. 
and they've basically stopped going. But when they last went, there's a dozen, there was a dozen Michelin starred restaurants in Las Vegas. You can go from there to the buffets and the buffets are an extraordinary (laughs) experience, generally themed in a very tacky manner. But this is sometimes horrific cues as well. Now, hold on, forget the tacky here, right? The buffet is the length of a football game. Yes, it is. And in you go. Now, there are cues, but if you're a fellow like me who isn't gambling, right, and is there for the food. Now, obviously, I'm going at times there aren't yes, cues, right? Yes. Because that's what I'm there for. The buffets are just incredible. They are incredible and you'll know all about it in the waistline <laughs> if you come out of Las Vegas having spent five or six days eating at the buffets. Now, can but I they, just give you a bit of advice? You can. In the same state of Nevada mm-hmm. is, is Nevada is Reno. Reno. Yeah, state capitalism. Don't go to or is Reno. It Boulder, Boulder City. Don't go to Reno. Okay, yeah. It's the tankiest, dirtiest, <laughs> okay. uh, boringest place on earth. It has casinos and everything, but it's rubbish. Don't mistake Reno for Las Vegas. I don't think people do. Now, there's downtown Las Vegas, of course, which has this reputation of being a bit seedy. I think leaving Las Vegas, the, the Oscar-winning movie, and of course there's so many movies set there as well, would have uh, copper-fastened that. But the Fremont Street experience is this covered pedestrian area where an extraordinary light show going on on this canopy over you while really high quality cover bands play non-stop. An area called Glitter of Gulch where all the downtown hotels and casinos pour into each other and you can live a bit more reasonably there. Casinos have lower minimums than that as in yeah. minimum bets, that type of thing. And the East Fremont Street down there is a new and evolving hip, quite urbane neighbourhood also. But you want to get back to the strip? You want to get back I'm to the strip? I know a, when I lose, lose you, George. <laughs> but there's a couple of things also, though. If, for, if, like, not many Irish people would be regulars. Mm. I mean, the fact you went twice even. Three, three times. Three times. Okay. <laughs> it's almost like a lot. Yeah. But the regulars have a card. Mm. So what you do is you put the card into the slot machine or wherever yes. you are. So now they're take, keeping track mm. of how much you spend. Yes. Now, if you're a big spender, they'll tear up the hotel bill. Oh, they'll yeah. Just, they'll, they'll get the rewards because they want you back. back. That's it. And they want to. And if, you, and if you've lost, they'll tear up the whole hotel yeah. bill because, oh, my gosh, yeah. can this guy come back and lose yeah. again? And the only thing then, there are big spenders, right? And when I was there... Uh, on the same floor, mm. uh, there were these big spenders, but they were in this suite, and they trashed the the suite. Okay, you heard or saw? No, no, the the the, 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 the lady in mm. the room told me okay. these guys come back every year. They don't use the bathroom. Okay. Right, they what do, use. What do they use? <laughs> don't use the bathroom, etc., etc. That's the level of guys these right. are. Right? Okay, the hotels. Delighted. Mm-hmm. The boys spend a fortune, lose a fortune, and then they literally have to refurbish the room. <laughs> okay. But it's worth it. But it pays for yeah. it. Yeah. The other thing is, for the feminists amongst mm. us, yes. I think it is an appalling city where women are concerned. Right. And Workers, I mean. Yes. It, 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 oh, like, there are workers as in waitresses and all that sort of thing and then of course there are the other kind mm-hmm. of uh, female workers yes. I think it's a very anti-female city yeah. I mean and you see it you're walking down the strip and you've got these guys with the cards and they're flicking yeah. them off their hands and it is to the strip show or it yeah. is yeah. to worse something which is outside city limits and it is that non-stop I mean, even if you go to things like the nightclubs and the 
the day clubs, they have these ultra pools and ultra pools where basically they have nightclub music playing in the daytime, DJs and of course this influx of people who want to be models, who want to make it big and they are the servers around this area. I remember being in one wet republic, it's called uh, part of the MGM Grand Complex. And that's where I stayed now, the yeah, MGM Grand. The signature at the back of the MGM is a gorgeous little development and actually gives you a respite from that ding, ding, ding. There are no uh, casinos in, par- in the signature, which is part of it. There's also no casinos in Trump's hotel. I don't know. No, he's, he has never applied for it. There's an urban myth goes round that Las Vegas thought he wasn't of a good enough character to be a casino <laughs> owner, and that's a fairly low bar, but that is actually false. He just but, has never actually applied. Uh, but, but, the, but this... I was in this day club, uh, Wet Republic, and these Australian bikers on a 36-hour bender had hired out a $1,000 a day cabana and they had the waitresses coming up to them nonstop and it was absolutely demeaning now. They feel like yeah. they, it was almost like they were their property. Yeah, it, it, it's very demeaning for mm. women, I think, yeah. And, and that hasn't changed. Just in the history of it, it's fair to say, uh, wasn't it Lucky Luciano? Wasn't he the mobster who started it? I don't know that specifically, but there is, if you want to go well, and, and, and learn that specifically now, the Mob Museum. Oh, the Mob Museum? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And you've got three floors there of artefacts, photographs about the battle between mobsters and the US legal system. And it's not just the Vegas mob museum. It brings it all in. It brings Al Capone in and Chicago and all of that as well. Well, it was this guy, Lucky Luciano, Luciano who, right. who the Allies then used mm-hmm. uh, to drop into, I think, Sicily or somewhere okay. to get the locals uh, to fight against the Germans and the Italians. Okay. So I think I'm going to say, but he, he, he wasn't popular. He went down there with the idea of doing casinos. Right. And whoever his boss is, the those mobsters and then he suddenly said listen this is rolling in cash (laughs) (laughs) was not welcome the one of the things about Vegas as well is is that whatever you want is there to be bought I think nothing illustrates this more than the zero G experience George Uh, G zero G zero gravity experience for (laughs) $9,950 you can experience zero gravity in a 727 called G Force 1 right now this will make your stomach churn just hearing about it basically it flies up to 24,000 feet the pilot then pulls up to an angle of 45 degrees pushes over to create a zero gravity segment of the, of the parabola or parabola and for the next 20 or 30 seconds everything on the plane is weightless and for the absolute nerdy and those who have $10,000 to spare there's a Star Trek convention there next month and William Shatner is going to experience zero G on this flight and you can do it with him if you want. His first experience. He's still going, William he Shatner. He is. And he's a he's a kind of an offbeat comedian, jazz singer, the whole thing. Yeah. He may even do a residency there. Uh, Who knows? No, George, not Lucky Luciano, Benjamin Bugsy Siegel says a list. And do you stand corrected and accept that? I'm prepared to accept okay. that. <laughs> and the second texter says Bugsy. Bugsy Seagull, so it must be Bugsy. Uh, The most expensive part, Michael said, about Vegas was flying there. Um, You can get really good fares. Uh, I think Tour America had some excellent package deals, something like €700 for flight and three nights for the fight. I mean, for the fight, that's very good. And, you know, 450 isn't an unusual fare, which I don't think is outrageous for as far as it is. 
Yeah. Um, Killian was there for the rugby. He saw Ireland in England in the morning in an Irish bar and he went to the World Rugby Sevens all day yeah. and then lost his fortune in Blackpool. <laughs> As a, you can lose your fortune and you can lose your shirt. You can also spend a fortune on other things. Machine Guns Vegas, George, right? Yeah. Uh, basically, you are armed with AK-47s, Uzis and Glocks and you can fire them off. Not only that, they will also then have a, they have a package called uh, the Dig This Las Vegas where you basically have a bulldozer and you can start destroying things with a bulldozer. <laughs> and they also have a trip called Machine Gun Helicopters. The only experience in the world where civilians can shoot a fixed belt-fed machine gun from a helicopter. <laughs> this is Vegas and, and as I say not to my taste but, but certainly the option is there the Grand the, 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 the what do you may call it the Grand Canyon isn't far away no good Worth day trip visit. absolutely day we'll, trip. we'll do that another time there's also nearer to it you've got Red Rock Canyon great place for hiking and for the, for the outdoors and a place called the Valley of Fire State Park so it's only a state park right but it's as if somebody took a lump and threw it away and that's Ayers Rock all right. It's that landscape as far as the eye right. can see. Now, do you remember the, the, the helicopter and the machine gun? Yes. You know the, the origin of the phrase, the whole nine yards? No. Well, apparently a belt in a, of bullets in a yes. plane was uh, nine yards. Yes. And the pilot would say, I gave him the whole <laughs> nine yards. <laughs> if you're an Elvis fan, of course. You get married. You married the lovely Frankie. I a, know. If I ever renew the vows, it will be with Elvis <laughs> in Las Vegas, right? Yeah. But you can get, there's a guy called Big Elvis. I don't know if you ever saw him. He used to play in this place and it's gone since, which is an awful shame, called Bill's Gambling Hall and Saloon. <laughs> the most redneck <laughs> Backward place on the strip, dollar beers all day long. Anyway, Big Elvis will, as well as being an incredible Elvis impersonator, will wow you with his tales of weight loss achieved without any medical procedures. <laughs> absolutely, but he's in, he's in Harris these days, and he's absolutely worth right. checking out. Did you did you go every time with the lovely Mrs. Uh, yes, Kenny? including as part of the honeymoon. Oh, did you? Yes, yeah. We oh. in West Coast America. <laughs> <laughs> Love stories begin. <laughs> Love stories begin. you got to meet Mrs. Kenny. I think we got to get her on one Tuesday for her version of Tuesday. <laughs> we might have a double head on any, any similarities will be entirely coincidental. <laughs> Mrs. Kenny and Mrs. Hook on Travel Tuesday. The production team was Harry Manning, Alex Russo and Mark Simpson. Michael Quilligan, of course, was our sound engineer. Sean Moncrief is next. But finally, to mark Independence Day, July the 4th, I've been playing some of my favourite American tunes. This really is is my kind of favourite, one of my favourite Americans, really. Uh, There's also something about this that in my head tells me everything that is good about America and why we want to go there. I just love it. It's patriotic. It's just great. And it's Neil Diamond and America.